and we're live-ish, recording, sort of. Sort of. So we're definitely um, recording, not live. So we're sort of live, but definitely recording. Yeah. Um. You know, this is our fourth episode of the week, so you know, good on us. Bangers. Good for us. Hashtag content. Hashtag grinding. <laughs> Please notice us. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> um, Banger of a so it's. Video. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a great video. It's a. I saw one of the TikToks that said, uh, show me something that you retained every word of for no good reason. And it was someone doing that whole video, like facial expressions and all. Word for word. Eyebrow raise. Word for word. Eyebrow raise. Yeah, literally like spot on. If you don't know what we're talking about, you are too young to be listening to this podcast. (laughs) You could probably uh, YouTube notice me. I don't know. You might get some weird shit, though on that um, i guarantee some weird like up, anime shit yeah if you look up notice me senpai i guarantee that's like the first thing that comes up it, it better be honestly if not the world's gone to all shit you you should you should see like a guy that looks like he plays dungeon and dragons professionally like oh yeah that that's the the guy in the, the thumbnail master, that should look like sure. it yes yes um anyway uh it is currently 608 central 408 pacific um on friday the 23rd uh also happy birthday to co-founder of just listen hunter harrison uh you might get on here eventually sometime i don't know um we got some guests lined up for sure yeah we don't know when exactly but we do have a couple of guests uh that we will have on a special segment coming to the podcast with one of the special guests which i think you know what i'm talking about logan kind of maybe oh yeah yes i do okay yes i do That'll be a fun. Not surprise. sure how we do that podcast form. You can instead just tell of them video, what it is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, today we're just gonna do a quick little breakdown of the two sixty one. Not the full card, but you know, we'll talk about at least the three main title fights, and we might get to a couple of the other fights. Uh, it's gonna be a shorter episode. Um, but we're going to go ahead and knock this out Friday night and then it'll, it'll be uploaded. What? Saturday morning, Saturday around noon, uh, 10 AM. No, 10 AM Pacific, uh, noon central. That's when we'll okay. That's, that's every time. Sounds that's good the time to me. Been uploading the other episodes. So, but yeah, yeah. yeah so, so we're going to be talking about UFC 261, the first fight card with fans. Um, guarantee the UFC has like a hundred positive COVID tests the next day, but is what it is um did you see they got a i don't remember the company name but they got a partnership with i think the name's clear yeah it's clear it's um like they're doing like anti-covid ppe stuff making people yeah yeah which a questionnaire is so and, stupid because it's like anytime you go in anywhere you can just like, lie yeah anytime yeah. it's like oh if you had symptoms and someone could be like dying on the inside like definitely have covid just be like nope no symptoms and as long as they don't have like a yeah. fever you're gonna have no clue well, I don't know how they're doing it fan-wise. I know the state of Florida, actually, their rates are, like, super low compared to the rest of the country. So I don't know if that's just lack of testing or what. Probably but lack of testing, um, honestly, a little bit of herd immunity is starting to develop, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson, um, he'll be at the fights, and he just tweeted, like, two minutes ago that he's going to go get his second COVID test so that he's allowed to go in. Um, 
I'm assuming he's also going to be kind of closer. I know he got to ask Masvidal a question at the presser yesterday, so I don't know if him requiring two tests is because he's going to be a little more involved than the typical fan, or if all fans are going to be required to you know test twice. I'm I'm not sure on that. I don't know. Like I didn't see anything about them having to take tests. Like any like like fans. Obviously, he had some type of like press credential to be like right. be able to ask those questions. And I'm not saying like oh he's part of the press now. Like no, like he's fucking Chad Ochocinco. They're gonna give him the proper yeah. credentials to get him involved if he wants to get involved. Like they don't give a fuck. And made for a nice little moment yesterday or the day before whenever Mazadal realized it was Chad Ochocinco asking him questions. Uh, shit, is that Chad Ochocinco? Um, uh, yeah, hilarious. he well he's he's a Florida guy. He's a big. Miami guy, obviously Masvidal is a Miami guy. Um, so, I I mean, that's kind of why he's involved, I think. I mean, he's also a big social media influence. Um, so, like, that's good. But I don't I don't know how they're doing the typical uh, fan entrance thing. I yeah, can like guarantee you, like. I can guarantee you they're not going the route of the Miami Heat and having a COVID sniffing dog. Can guarantee they're not doing it that way. The Miami Heat has a COVID sniffing dog. Uh, that's one of their plans. Yes, I don't think they've actually had it yet, but they do plan on training dogs to have uh, COVID sniffing abilities. What? I don't know how that works. How the but... fuck do you sniff out COVID? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like, are they just gonna sniff for old people? Like, old people definitely have a smell. If if they've had a runny nose, smell them out. Yeah, pretty much, but. All right, let's get let's get into these fights. Um, for so the so the two non-title fights, you got a uh, Weidman and Uriah Hall is the one I'm excited for. The guy that ended Anderson Silva's title run versus the guy that ended his UFC career. Um, uh, I think who I'm you got in that one? I think I'm picking Weidman. I'm also I also uh, I bet on Weidman, um, so I'm definitely picking him. But uh, I just. I think he's a little better skilled, um, and he he said he only wants like four or five more fights. I think so. Kind of, you know, last gasp effort to get back into relevancy and like title picture type. Um, I just think there's a skill gap and um, playing into both their strengths. They're both going to want to stand up, and I think Weidman's yeah. hands are just gonna. If he, if Weidman can let his hands go, I think it's a not a short night, but a relatively easy one, in my opinion. But I guess we'll wait and see. When's the, when's the last time he fought? Fuck, it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a while. And then the last time uh, Uriah fought Uriah Hall was Anderson, Anderson like six months ago or something. Yeah, I think that was about six months ago. Kind of is is he boxing yet? Anderson's Anderson doesn't have any boxing fights lined up yet. I don't think, but I think that's like something. That's I thought he did. I thought he did get one. Um, oh shit! He sign. does have one scheduled. Yeah, I don't even remember who it's. Yeah, he's got one scheduled. Um, yeah, I'm looking it up now. Um, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez yes, Jr. Okay, yep, yep, yep. June nineteenth. It's kind of soon. So that. Well, so yeah, that's for a fight. Yeah, that's another probably spectacle we'll have to watch. That I'm guessing will be. I don't know who's putting on the show, but and it is ten rounds, so that'll be maybe it'll 
Yeah, maybe it'll actually be uh, be an actual fight. Um, this is Anderson's third professional boxing match. He's one and one, isn't he? I think. Uh, yes, he had a first round TKO loss to Osmar Luis Teixeira in 1998, and a second round TKO over Julio Cesar de Jesus in 2005. And both of those were in Brazil. This is going to be in Mexico, which is where Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is from. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Weidman, Uriah Hall. It looks like we're both picking Weidman. And then um, I'm, riding, yes. I'm riding with Anthony Smith. If I bet on a fight, it'll probably be that one because I think that's one of, one of the only underdogs I'm picking to win. Um, Anthony Smith just looks broken to me, personally. Uh, Glover's he sheriff just... fight was not a good look. It really yeah, was. that was that wasn't good at all. Like he just, I don't know, he just wasn't effective at all in that fight, and he obviously took a lot of damage, way more than he should have. Um, and then you know after that, the uh, fight with Rockich, which I feel like Rockich dominated pretty much. And then, I mean, he did go in and get a uh, a sub win in uh, the end of 2020, I think, um, yeah, over Devin Clark. But win. he is coming off of a win. But uh, I don't know. I did. I did like the little back and forth of uh, of Anthony Smith and Crute at the uh, the you know the little press tour um anthony smith said he's fought um 100 guys like jim crew and jim crew said well you've never fought jim crew yeah yeah i think it so for me the reason i'm picking anthony smith which i know is kind of a it's not like a on paper it's not a good pick but i really the reason the reason i'm picking him to win is just because i think he's just more well-rounded than jimmy crew like I think on the feet, Crute's got great hands, but I think Anthony Smith can just if he can, if he can like dictate the positions of the fight, I think he can win it. Um, he just has to. He's a very obviously a very mental fighter because I think what happened in the Glover Teixeira fight, you start the fight to start off a fight like that and then just feel like you can't do anything. That can like some people that'll break you super fast, super fast, and then like. Me- if you look at um, like look at Francis after the first time him and Stipe fought, he was a shell of himself for a little bit. But then when you get back in the win column, you start to be more like you again. And I don't think it's going to be that drastic, but I think we're going to start to see Anthony Smith be more like himself again. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's a fight that could go either way. I'm not going to bet it either way. Um. But I mean, it'll be a good fight to watch. Yeah, I agree. It should be fun. But all right, first title fight for the night. Um, which which of the two women's titles are fighting first? I think it's Shevchenko, I believe. Which is weird because they normally do the lighter weight first, but Zhang Wei Li's also yeah, I, got a little more, I guess, recent steam behind her. But which she hasn't fought since that fight, right? Uh, the, f- the I mean, it was Joanna? it was a yeah. No, she hasn't. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a full-out war, so, like, obviously she needs her time. All four but... women on that main card have had a UFC title, which is crazy. 
first time four women on the same card having had a title, yeah, I imagine. Probably, unless Amanda was on a card and you count her twice, which, I mean, <laughs> you could kind of. But, um, um, Valentina, yeah, so Valentina and Andrade. Andrade, it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure Valentina's going to win, but I was also pretty sure Rose was going to win, and then some crazy shit happened. She is the twenty. She's the 2015 Seattle Seahawks of the UFC. She could fucking lose to nobody and then beat, I'm not going to say Amanda Nunes, but could beat like a number one, number two fighter the next fucking week. So It's a different weight class now too, though, for for her, for Andrade. Yeah. I just, I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know how much that's gonna matter, but I, I, I mean, Val- Valentina just kind of looks untouchable for the most part. I agree. On the, her, her technique is just so far and ahead. Um, if Andrade wants to win, she she's has to faster than everyone yeah. too. Yeah, Andrade has to make the fight ugly if she wants to win, and then uh, with with Shevchenko's ability to fight at range, it makes it really hard for someone to like make the fight ugly. Because when you can fight at range, you can pick where the fight goes. Honestly, it's yeah. And and I think Valentina's smart enough too to know that that's the path to victory for Andrade. So just avoid that when Yeah, you you have to just implement your typical game plan and win. It's a it's it's a battle of technique versus brute strength. And you know, most of the time technique's gonna win, but the one time it doesn't, Jessica Andrade had a belt wrapped around her waist once for it, so Which was just a freaky fight. Like, yeah, that was insane. I, I'm excited to see Rose back in a title fight. I I really think, I don't know, I think the whole, like, when you look at, Rose has had a very, she's had some unlucky, like, situations in her career because, like, the bus thing fucked her up Yeah. in Brooklyn and then to lose the title the way she did. Because, like, the way she came on the scene, you know, like, it, to me, the second win over Joanna was almost more impressive. I remember instead of knocking her out, you proved that you could just piece her up. I remember the the first one. Um, That was the first bet I ever made. And I bet on Rose. She was like a huge underdog. Um, And we watched it at the apartment in Bloomington. And I remember I had that one that was like kind of like i was the only one in the room going for it and then i also remember um i had tj over cody i had both of those like as bets and both were underdogs i don't think tj was as big of an underdog against cody but still like i don't know just when you bet on someone and they pull through for you you, you kind of just like trust them more and even though, like, you know, the Andrade fight, I did bet on Rose that night and, you know, didn't go didn't go my way, her way, whatever. Um, still, I just I just feel good about her in this fight. Yeah, I, I, I think Rose is going to take it. Um, I think Rose's striking is just far and ahead of everyone else in that division. And I think she really, like, she showed it. Because I don't think Joanna was any better I don't think the Ioana that fought Zhang Wei Li was any better than the Ioana that fought Rose, if I'm being totally honest. I think we saw peak Ioana against Rose the fir- the two yes. times that they fought. And it just didn't seem like Ioana was any better. Ioana's tough as nails, like you can't doubt that after the war she just had. A freaking fight of the right. year for sure. 
but um, I just think I think Rose fought the best Joanna, and I know MMA math doesn't always work or never really works, but I think Joanna f- or Rose fought the best Joanna, beat her two different ways that were both very impressive, and you know obviously Zhang Wei Zhang Wei Li won a closer fight, but I just I think the matchups didn't play in Rose's favor, which is the, why the belt got so far from her, I guess you could say. But now that she's back there and about to fight for a title, I, I think well, she takes it back and she's going to have it for a while. Rose also took uh, took time off because of COVID because she, I think she had a couple family members get it and she, she did. was like she did. I forgot big scared. Yeah, she was like extremely like cautious of the situation and like taking everything serious. So she didn't want to risk anything. So, you know, I mean, of no fault of her own, really, like you're just away from the limelight. So the title kind of gets further because it doesn't stop for you if you're not the champ. Yeah, the division keeps moving. And that may, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just another like circumstance in her career, which is kind of just sucked. But I think as things yeah. hopefully get more normal and stay more normal, barring any weird instances like her fight with Andrade, like I think she's going to get that belt back and she's going to hold it for a while. And that, and that division is going to be tough. Because, you know, it's not like that that top of the pack there, Joanna, uh, Rose, Zhang Wei Li. I think Rose is better than the other two, but it's not like she's light years ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's conceivable for her to lose, but I don't think she will. I agree. I agree, especially, um, especially if she keeps improving the way she has. And plus, I'm pretty sure she's working with Trevor Whitman. She is. Yeah, Trevor um, Whitman's a damn good coach. Do you think there's going to be any like Rose letting her emotions get a little bit too much of her in this fight. No, I think when Rose gets in the cage, she's very technique oriented. I I don't think. And I mean, I mean, it didn't look like there was any like bad blood at the weigh-ins or anything like the face off, like went fine, all of that. Um, But she did like come out and kind of dedicate the. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if Whaley is communist. I mean, she's from China. That doesn't make her communist, you know. But I don't know if Rose is going to, like, you know, just, un- like, no pun intended, see red and just go bash it. Like, Yeah, I, I think, I, I think she would be I think those comments cooler. got taken, like, a little bit in excess. Yeah, like, I think she would be crazy. a little more level-headed about it. I think she'd be a little more level-headed about it, but I mean, when and and there's nothing really personal that I know of between the two fighters themselves. It's not a Cody and TJ fight where Cody Garbrandt completely forgot how to fight and was just swinging his arms. I don't think it's going to be one of those. Yeah, I agree. I think I really don't think that. Um, I don't think it's going to be one of those like fights where you see someone getting clearly very emotionally invested. I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see a good fight. I think Rose is going to win though. I'm, I'm pretty sure on that. Um, but I think honestly, it's going to look a lot similar in terms of competitiveness to the Joanna Zhang Wei Li fight. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't think don't it'll be Rose. that much of a war, but I do, I do think it'll be close. Yeah. I, just, I don't see Rose like losing herself in that moment. I, I just think she's too professional for that. And she's too composed in the cage as it is. So, yeah, and I mean she's been through a lot yeah. and managed it before, so I think she'll be okay. Agreed. So, uh, who who are you, who's your official pick for that one? Um, I got Rose, and then I also have 
Valentina yeah. and the other one. Yep, yep, yep. yep, I got Rose and Valentina. Now on to the main event. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. One, Straight I, Jesus. Yeah, I just got to say, if Jorge's going to parade around with the BMF belt, I think if someone finishes him, they should get it. Because, like, he got asked at the press conference. They were like, they're like, oh, is the BMF belt up for grabs? And he was like, oh, no, you got to be a BMF to go after it. Well, if someone finishes you, doesn't that kind of make him a BMF by the fucking transitive property? I don't fucking know. But if you're going to parade well, like, around who- with it still, like, well after the fight. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's just holding on to it with the hopes of, a, you know, a BMF rematch with Nate. If, if he were to lose tomorrow or i guess today when people are listening to this yeah um if he were to lose then what angle does he really have other than oh bmf belt up for grabs controversial ending come get it nate yeah i feel like the kind of steam he had doesn't a lot of the steam that he has right now doesn't survive two losses in a row to kamaru so he's kind of got to cling on to that which like Kind of sucks for him because, I mean, Kamaru's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Kamaru's a great fighter. At the same time, he's had plenty of opportunities to fight, like, in between um, Nate. And then, I mean, even, like, him taking Kamaru the first time was surprising because it seemed like he had no intention of being active. Like, that that whole division, really, was just, like, sitting out, waiting turns for Kamaru and it was like I don't know I I, I didn't like the way uh, 170 was going for a while with everyone like oh, I'll just wait until it's my turn instead of like fighting yeah especially if like when it is your turn and you get the offer you're gonna like I don't want to say bitch about money I always think fighters should get paid more but I also think people should be accountable for the contracts they sign and I think when oh yeah the way Dana put it when he was like it's not like these people are trying to re- renegotiate old deals like these are deals that are like year two years old that they signed and agreed to that all of a sudden they have a problem with and like there's a time and place like if you catch a lot of steam like what jorge did yeah you should you should renegotiate a little bit but you should also stand understand that you're still in that contract but i mean i'm all for the fighters getting more money so even at the highest level yeah. they're already getting a pretty decent amount pay wise well it's like baseball has an arbitration um clause where you know towards the end of the contract Um, going into that last year uh, there's like an independent third party that meets and the team will tell the player what they think they're worth the player will tell the team what they think they're worth and the third party will judge it based on like their performance and if they're you know higher sometimes the team has to pay more if they're lower sometimes players pay less it's just dependent on their performance even though the contract is still active they don't become a free agent off of it so yeah. I think I, I know it's a little that, different, but I think I think that's one of the things that's like a little like there's more factors in MMA than there are like traditional sports. Obviously, baseball is the only one I know of with arbitration, but like not only are you yeah. paid paid based off your skill, and M- and you the UFC you're also paid on how marketable you are. Honestly, that's the thing. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Like obviously, Conor McGregor. If Conor McGregor goes and challenges for, like, let's say Conor beats Dustin, just for the sake of this. Conor beats Dustin, goes and fights Michael Chandler for the belt. 
in September, August, probably September, September, October. We'll guess. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Connor being the challenger is still going to make more money because cha- because Connor brings more money to the table. Even if Michael Chandler yeah. was a better man that night or a better fighter in general, Connor McGregor is still going to make more money because of what he brings to the table. I don't think necessarily in that um, in their first fight, Jorge was a bad dude for asking for more money because of the steam that came with him. Financially, he was bringing more to the table. He was bringing more buys. Like, there's a reason that the first fight island is a top ten pay per view all time. I think it did 1.3 million. Like, it's a top ten pay per view all time. Not just because he took the fight on six days notice. I think it gets just as many buys if he took it on a full camp. Right. I do think now his steam is dying a little bit, and it, I mean he still talks about Ben Askren so much, and Ben like only mentions his name if he's asked about him. And he still talks about it all the time. Like, yeah, I get it. It's an all-time clip. Yeah, yeah. But he just keeps it going. And, I mean, I will say right now I'm picking Kamaru. And I really want Kamaru to win because I'm just over Masvidal completely. But there is, like we talked about uh, the other day. There's a way that Jorge wins and the world goes up on its fucking head. Yeah. Um, there's a very unlikely process that gets set into place with Jorge winning. So if Jorge wins, becomes the welterweight champ, and for whatever reason doesn't give Kamaru an immediate rematch, whatever, doesn't matter the how on any of this. Um, Nate N- then beats matters in the Leon. matters when money's involved. Exactly. Nate then beats... Leon, Nate gets a rematch with Kamaru, but this time it's for the 170 belt and the BMF. Nate wins. Yeah, yeah. With George. Nate, George. Okay, so George beats Kamaru. Nate beats Leon. Nate rematches George and wins. Connor beats Dustin. Connor beats winner of... Uh, Chandler and Oliveira and then Nate and Connor trilogy for the 170 belt Connor could become the first to hold a belt in three different weight classes and become the first two-time double champ yeah and fuck I mean if Nate's got the BMF at that point throw that bitch on the line yeah and throw, throw the BMF in there I'm sure that would be as well now that's like Probably beyond one in a million chance of happening. But, but you know it would be kind of cool. You know that's what the UFC wants, and this is why. Like, okay, take the Connor aspect out of the equation in, in terms of the buildup. So you have Kamaru fighting George, when honestly, what's the better fight there? Colby Covington, obviously. Yes. And then you have um, Nate fighting Leon. So Leon's fight, uh, yeah, you have Nate fighting Leon, and that's a five-round co-main event, not for a title, the first one ever. Why would they do that? Because they want Nate to win. Because so they okay, they put Nate in the Nate's most, a five-round fighter. Yeah, they put Nate in the most realistic position to win over a top contender. They give him what could potentially be a title eliminator. Because if he beats Leon, you'd be hard pressed even as a purist not to give him a title shot. And so you put him in a position to have better chances to beat Leon. He beats Leon, and then 
I mean, honestly, I think even if fucking Kamaru wins, they try to find, and then Nate wins, they try to find some reason to make that fight. Just in the off chance it happened, like, Nate somehow wins that. Which I don't want to yeah. see Nate versus Kamaru. I don't think anyone does. I, I think I think, I think, think it would be um, Colby Covington. I think they would give Colby first over Nate, even with Nate beating Leon, I think. Maybe not, I don't know. I know Col- Colby versus Kamaru or Colby versus George both make way more sense than Nate versus Kamaru. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think the only way Nate gets a title shot off of just a Leon win is against George. Yeah, I, mean, I think if any one of these if, things fall apart, the UFC goes, fuck it, our, our Hail Mary didn't work, and then they just go on with their day. Yeah, it's it's not like a, like an expected thing. It, we're just speculating. We don't know. Um, it it's a completely complete shot in the dark. But if it works out, man, can you imagine the buys on Nate Connor three Connor going for his third belt? Connor going for honestly, Connor wouldn't even need to be going for double champ status the second time. He doesn't even need the one fifty five belt for this to be huge. And the BM, and then you also got to think about this, the buys in between Nate Diaz going for a belt, you know, imagine something Nate, he hasn't had. Imagine Nate, Diaz, Nate going for the BMF. Imagine Nate Diaz is a UFC champion. I dream of it. How fucking crazy would that be? I, if it wasn't for like the looming Connor trilogy, if this dream scenario plays out, like, I think Nate would just take that belt right off in the sunset. But he'd never say it though. He'd never say he's retired. He'd just fucking be like, "Yeah, I'm man, fight fuck again. this." Yeah, he'd like, I don't, drive I don't off in his so. fucking 1995 Trailblazer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Fucking smoking the fattest blunt you've ever seen. Oh yeah. I don't know. I. I mean, I think it's one. I huge would love it. UFC dream scenario that they're fully prepared for to not happen. Yeah, I mean, Kamaru's like minus 500 for a reason, or whatever he is. Oh, yeah. Something like that. I mean, he's just the better overall fighter, um, especially grappling-wise. Like, if he gets his hands on George, I don't think George is going anywhere. And we also see he has plenty of capabilities standing up, too. Oh, he's got hands. He fucking broke Colby Covington's jaw. Yeah, broke Colby Covington's jaw and... I mean, I really thought Gilbert Burns was going to beat him. And Gilbert had him rocked. Yeah. And he he stood through it and just kept going and like he we know he has a chin, we know he can come back from getting hit and still be lethal. So, yeah, it's probably in his best interest to not just stand and bang because that is his that is George's most clear path to victory is just standing and banging. Yeah, I think I think But I think Kamaro can still get it done standing and banging. He could. I think the way that Jorge wins that fight, and he's already trying to get there, is he talks him into having Jorge's fight. He talks him into a boxing match, basically. Because, you know, all the shit he's talked about holding him up the can up against a cage, like stomping his feet and stuff like that. He's saying that for a reason. He's saying that to frustrate Kamaru to be like, Alright, I'm gonna show this motherfucker I got hands. So that way he'll try to box with him. And that's I think Kamaru's too smart to do it, but I, if he loses, I think that's how it happens. 